You're listening to the Flip Houses Like a Girl podcast, where we educate, empower, and celebrate everyday women who are facing their fears, juggling family and business, embracing their awesomeness, and wholeheartedly chasing their dream of flipping houses. Each episode delivers honest-to-goodness tools, tips, and strategies you can implement today to get closer to your first or next successful house flip. Here's your spiky-haired, breakfast taco-loving host, house-flipping coach, Debbie DeBeery. Hey, how's it going today? Thanks for spending some time with me. You're going to love this conversation with one of our flip sisters, Cindy. She's in North Carolina, and her first flip was a doozy. All right. Talk about challenges and hurdles and issues. Oh man. And it hits real close to home. So she ended up in a deal where there was a title issue. And I too found myself in a deal with a title issue shortly after my mom died. Right. So I'm already low, real low, as low as I could be, as low as I'd been in my life. And then I was in a deal about to sell a house that I had put so much love into and it was ready for its new owners. And then a title issue came up, literally days away from closing on the sale. And this title issue, there was fraud involved on the other side, unfortunately. And just, I got caught up in somebody else's family drama And I was the one that took the brunt of it. So it was very painful emotionally, financially. It took, a gosh, it took almost two years to resolve. And it was one of those deals that knocks you to the ground and kind of takes the air out of you. Like I came back up and I was like, oh my gosh, what just happened? And My confidence was shot and how did I miss something and where did I go wrong? Because that's what we do, right? Where did I go wrong? We start blaming ourselves when in fact, I had nothing to do with it and there was nothing I could have done to stop anything from happening. It was entirely on the seller's side and there was just fraud and and family drama. So none of it involved me, but Again, I was the one that took the biggest hit emotionally and financially. So when Cindy joined our coaching program and she told me that she too was going through a title issue on a property that she bought before joining our program, she had already bought this property. She was in the middle of flipping it and some heirs came along saying that, hey, they had a right to this house and they weren't paid off and such and such. And they too ended up in litigation and she's going to share her story. She finally recently got out of that deal, sold it, made a great profit. And guess what? She's going to go do it again. And I relate to her story on so many levels. It's hard to get knocked down and then get back up and go do that thing again without second guessing every move along the way. (laughs) But yet 
we do it. So one of the morals of the story here is never, ever skip buying title insurance. For those investors who think they're saving money, wow, a whopping, what, thousand bucks here and there? By not purchasing title insurance, you are setting yourself up for potential massive loss. Title insurance saved me, title insurance saved Cindy. So control what you can and buy title insurance for crying out loud. I'm excited to share Cindy's story with you. Here we go. Um, so how about we just get into it by introducing yourself, like a little bit of background about you, where you're located and that sort of thing. Okay, sure. Um, my, my name is Cindy Visser and I live in Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, I am first generation American in my family. So my mom and my dad both came over from the Netherlands, which is usually a pretty interesting point to a lot of people because there's not very many first generation people that you run into as often anymore. Um, I am an accountant by my day job. Um, I also sell Pampered Chef, (laughs) which came in handy holding this for so long because it helped cover a lot of the holding costs. Um, And I am a single firm mama to two of my pride and joys, Roxy Roo and Harley Boo. Oh my gosh. I love that. All right. So let's backtrack. When you joined the program, you already purchased a house. Is that right? And you had started renovating it. I, yes, I had. I, um, I, I started, I was interested. It's, it's kind of a funny thing. And at the end of the story, you'll know why, but what got me on this path is that I went through a very hard separation and divorce. And it got to the point where I was like, I just needed something that was mine that I could. So in 2017, I decided to take the jump. And, um, I probably took the wrong jump cause it was a very expensive jump, but in the long run, I, I believe that nothing, no choices, you, there's always something you gain out of your choices. And even though I joined the wrong program up front, I, it led me down a lot of paths that got me to where I am now. And if I hadn't taken that jump, I may not have ended there. I don't know. So, um, I totally get that. Yeah. So I, I think I joined your group. Oh gosh. I think I want to say in January or February of 2020. Does that sound right? Yes. I think so. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Um, And I had purchased this house in October of 2019. Okay. And my plan was to have, I gave myself six to nine months, ideally 16, I mean, six months, but I knew that since it was my first, I was giving myself the flexibility that it could take up to nine. It was kind of a struggle from the beginning, but part of that is, again, it was a learning process and it was a slow start. Like even, even the closing, even the closing on this property, like I, I guess part of the thing, so I found this property. So one of my biggest struggles with this business is finding the deals. Like I've done, I've done the letters, absentee owners, I've done the drive for dollars. And I just, I bet I sent out almost a thousand letters and I maybe got two back, (laughs) which is very low percentage wise. So, but this one came to me from another fix and flipper who I had asked for advice for on a previous property that I was trying to make a bid on. 
and it didn't work out. And he's like, you know what? And he says, I have this property that I got in gold. Oh, it was from a estate sale. He said, but I am so busy in Raleigh right now that I'm willing to wholesale it to you. Okay. So he, uh, yeah, he wholesale, he was going to wholesale it to me for 45. Okay. And, um, I couldn't come up with the closing costs for that. So he said, well, I'll give it to you for 40. I said, okay. And I made the numbers work and I got the money to do that. And so it was kind of a verbal agreement. He says, if when you're done, you make money, you'll pay me that 5,000 out of the end. If you don't, it was a learning experience. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, I mean, you know, so, but it, so we were supposed to originally close like the beginning of October, but with all that stuff. So by the end of October, we finally closed on this property. Okay. October, 2019 for 40 K for 40,000. Okay. Yeah. My, and I said, my original timeline was six to nine months. I had hoped to spend about 32,000, I think was my original. Yeah. 31, six was my original rehab estimate. Okay. Um, and at that time, the ARVs in the area were anywhere from 105 to 110. Okay. Nice little first flip. Yeah. So I was looking to make around 20,000, depending on where in that range it, it went. So, you know, for the small, that housing market, I thought that was pretty good. It was a nice, it was mostly cosmetic. There were a few structural items I had to take care of. Um, I had to, I spent a whole weekend under the house on my back working on joists. So, you know, oh, <laughs> again, some things I learned, I'm going to do a lot less on the next one. <laughs> I'll just, you know, up my rehab budget. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. But I mean, other than that, I mean, the Joyce and it needed a new roof and a new HVAC, but the rest was all cosmetic stuff in the house. So okay. it, it seemed for my first flip, a doable flip. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I mean, 20K is about 20% of the ARV. That's a pretty strong profit margin. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So you start doing the rehab mm-hmm. and well, you take us on the journey. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess because of my uncertainty of the directions to go, it took me a little while to get into it. So I think it was probably another month to a month and a half before I really started seeing some stuff happen. Okay. Um, I struggled at the time to find contractors in the area to do stuff. Okay. But I, I reached out to my local RIA and I also did like Angie's list uh-huh. and home project just to find, try to find people. And so I was finally able to find a roofing guy, um, which that's one of my few quotes that actually came under what I ran what I, what I budgeted. So that was good. $15 under, I was yeah, excited. That feels good. <laughs> um, so I got the roof done pretty fast. There was a back window that had to be fixed. I got so I, so that it was pretty much it was watertight because it wasn't when I okay. bought it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that was done, and I had to get the HVAC repaired, which that was more expensive. But I got that repaired all back even before 2020, and then okay. I started doing a lot of the cosmetics inside myself. Okay. Um, I had a guy come in and do some drywall work, and I created a laundry room in an area of the house because initially it was in the kitchen. Okay. Nice. Um, so we did all that. Um, so I was, it was slow going, but I was making progress. And then along came March. Okay. Okay. So March of 2020 is the, yep. okay. March of 2020, the bomb hit. 
yes, I got a letter in the mail from a lawyer out in Goldsboro. And I was like, huh. (laughs) So I opened it up and lo and behold, I guess there were some heirs that came out of the woodwork and said, hey, we should have an interest in this property. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I did have title insurance. So I, I highly recommend everybody yeah. title insurance. Title oh my insurance. Gosh. I do recommend something that I did not have is to have to pay a little extra uh-huh. and have where that title insurance covers your costs as well. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Lessons. I did not have that. Okay. At least you had title insurance though. I can't no, like I the, the number of, in, of investors that I hear that are trying to save some money by not having title insurance. It's like, oh I gosh. will never regret that cost. I will always regret not having it though. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. And, you know, and I, and again, at the, this was my first flip. I didn't, I didn't know the things like things you might want to have. I mean, I just figured oh, title insurance. I know that I have to have that. I'm good, which in the long run, yes, I was good. It would have been nice to pay. I don't even know how much more that would have cost me, but you know, I've just totaled up while we were sitting here waiting for the meeting. And so in my extra holding costs during that almost, it's probably about a year it took, I spent an extra $18,000 in holding costs. So I didn't get back. Which if I'd had that extra amount I paid in the title insurance, I would have got that back. Got it. Okay. So the heirs show up saying we should have interest in this property. And next thing you do, first of all, you're like, I'm sure you're like, wait, what? What is happening here? (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then you do what? You reach out to your title company? Yeah, I reached out to the title company, which then put me through to the, I guess they wrote the policy, but they wrote it under the national title insurance place. So I then I reached out to them and I reached out to the people that I bought it from, the whole guy who sold it to me because he also got served um, because his name appeared on it at one point too. I mean, he's the person who actually purchased the property first. Yes. Um, so yeah, so I reached out and the title insurance got me in touch with an attorney who they retained. And so we went through all that. And I think I, I think I reached out to you because I got so frustrated. Like they, the, the heirs agreed to a price, which was less than what I purchased, what would they lost out on? And they were nitpicking and trying to drive it down. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I understand you don't want to pay out, but I'm losing money here. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. The the one person who did like, I mean, you did nothing wrong. Very similar, very similar to the experience I had did nothing wrong. And everybody around me was making money. And I'm like, wait, I know. And I, and I, part of me wonders like if I had paid that extra, if they would have settled quicker because they would know that I'm also incurring costs. So the longer they wait, the more they're losing on the other side, but I, you know, it's, you know, looking back, Hindsight's 2020, but you just don't know. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. So, I mean, was it just the process of, because every time anybody gets a new document, it's another 30, 60, 90 day waiting period. Was it just that that dragged it out so long? Well, that, and they were, you know, they were nitpicking the amount, but then again, we also had in March, April, we had COVID hit too. So of course, Everything had to be remote or if they had to meet in person. Well, I don't even think back then they were meeting in person at first. So it's like everything had to be done differently. Yeah. 
people weren't in the office or weren't doing things the way they normally would operate. Right. So, and everybody was still trying to learn how to function in COVID. So it just took a lot. And even once he said, I want to say that was like at eight or nine months. Okay. We've settled. It still took another two to three months before like the paperwork was signed by everybody and it was filed and registered. And he said, okay, you can go back to work. Oh my gosh. So it was, it was a long period of time that I was so stressed. (laughs) I know, I know, I know. So it was, was it 12 months it was probably around then because I want to say yeah, the letter came end of February, beginning of March. And let me see, I have my mileage tracker here from when I don't say any more that I'm just checking on property. Let's see. So March of 2020, yeah, March 6th of 2020, I actually went on there to start working some projects. Okay. Okay. So it was, it was about a month. I mean, about a year, sorry. <laughs> about a year. And I mean- you're left with the uncertainty of, well, do I do anymore? Like, do I, do I finish? Yeah. yeah. Right. So there were projects when I first got the letter, there were projects that I did finish out because I'm like, I I've already lined up the guys and I, I just, so like had lined up some, well, this, it was friends, but I mean, still they had taken time that they were going to come and help me finish out painting so I did stuff like that, but I just tried to focus on things that really didn't have any cost because either I had the stuff or so I did do some work on it after I got the letter. But then there was a good portion of that year that I didn't because I either had to buy more stuff or hire someone. And I'm like, well, that's still unknown. I don't know <laughs> if I should do that or not. Right. I, I mean, you don't want to eat more money. Way too much uncertainty. Yeah. Um, okay. So the emotional roller coaster of that is just and and until you've been in something like that it it's the waiting the 30 60 the the waiting where and everybody drags it to the very last day and it's just so maddening when it's like can we just do this like let's just get this over with let's figure it out get it over with and move on Yeah. And I mean, that's one of the reasons why I picked up the Pampered Chef business because I had, well, $686.55 I had to pay on that that loan from Lima Capital every month. And then after it, it was good for a year, but my year was up in October of 2020. So then every extension cost me another, either I could pay 5,000 up front or a thousand at the end and they would only do three months term. So... (laughs) So that was, you know, extra costs. Plus, you know, you had, you couldn't turn off the electricity. So you had the electric costs and yeah, city water costs. <laughs> so, I mean, and the insurance, yeah. The, so, I mean, those type of costs just kept coming and well, yeah. So I started doing Pampered Chef so I could have some extra money to come in just to put towards those costs. Yes. Um, I love it. You had to do what you had to do. I love that. It's whatever you got to do to pay the bills. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It might not be your dream job, but you've got to pay the bills. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, all right. So the the, year goes by slowly, painfully, and you're out of that, the legal portion of it, it's all settled and you're done. And then you go back in because then you've, you've still got some things to finish. 
Yeah. I mean, I still had flooring. So I had had a flooring quote in December of 2019 for, and I was going to do luxury vinyl plank and I had carpet in the bedrooms, but otherwise I was pretty much doing luxury vinyl plank everywhere else in the house. And I had that quote and it actually came in under what I had budgeted. Nice. But of course, then I got the, I got this notice and I'm like, oh, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend, you know, $6,000 on something that I don't know. Right. So I put that off. So then once everything was said and done, I got another quote. And of course, again, COVID (laughs) and just to put carpet throughout everywhere, except in the bathrooms and the kitchen, which I, and I did uh, laminate, which is much lower grade than what I was originally planning on doing was still more than what I had budgeted Mm because it was just so expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Supply chains and all of that. Yes. Yep. Yep. So yeah. <laughs> and then I think I, I don't know if I mentioned in the group, cause I know my work got busy too. And I, I didn't, I couldn't make as many meetings, but so, you know, I had done the HVAC way back when. Right. And so I go in and I, one day and I'm like, okay, it's the air's on, but I don't feel anything. Oh, gosh. So it turns out there had a cabin, a cat that got underneath the house and tore up all the ductwork underneath my oh. house. So there was another thousand dollars to dip into the HVAC to redo all the ductwork. Oh, and um, stop the bleeding. I know. I'm like, <laughs> what else? And then, so yeah, I mean, there were more. So like, I finally got to put in the new fixtures into the bathrooms. And I turned the water on and nothing happens. And so I unhooked and I'm like trying to snake and I ran it and the pipes were completely oh God. closed. Like there was, I had to like, I put, what is it? CR. Oh, uh-huh. I, and I was, I was chiseling at it with a snake. I was oh, until I God. could break through and I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I, I'm like this house, if it doesn't break me, I don't know what's gonna, so <laughs> But it was just thing. I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I can tell you how I, there were numerous times I laid on the floor in the middle of the house and I just cried because I'm like, I don't think this is ever going to finish. Yes. And, yeah. um, and I mean, yeah. And the ironic thing, and that's why I said in the beginning, the ironic thing, the thing that brought me to this was my divorce. Mm-hmm. But the person who actually helped me out the most, was my ex, he actually came and helped me work on this house a few times. Wow. But yeah. I mean, cause we're still friends. Yeah. We, we were better friends not being together than we did were together. <laughs> sure. sure. But I mean, it was just, yeah. yeah, it was just very ironic that he was the person that it turned out I could count on the most. Wow. My friend who actually wanted to do this business with me in the beginning, who did a lot of the handy work up front, just kind of bailed on me. Oh man. So wow. yeah, I'm glad he came around and like, I'm glad you had some sort of support. Yeah. Um, okay. So when you, all right, so you get back in, you start putting everything back together and fixing things that you already fixed. (laughs) And (laughs) what did your renovation end up coming in at? So you had initially thought around 32 without the carrying costs and all that. Cause I know that's a different story altogether, but what did just the renovation come in at? So not taking into account like the closing and all those fees and everything. So the actual renovation budget, so I originally budgeted at 31, six. Okay. 
And all said and done, I came in at 42-1. Oh, man, that's not bad. I mean, considering no. <laughs> considering what happened in the world, yeah. No, and I mean, I say all these little because COVID hit, but the, the truth is if COVID hadn't hit, I would have lost close to 20,000 on this on this thing. Wow. Because the home value, so I told you originally the home values are between 105 and 110. Yeah. So when I finally got and part of me wishes I had maybe researched that a little sooner than I did because I might have done a few other things on the house, but that's a whole other story. But when I finally got to the point that I'm like, I just have to list it. Yeah. Yeah. Win or lose. I just have to list it. And so I, I started researching and I called a realtor to confirm. Cause I'm like, is this true? Like it's showing like the values are now between 160 and 180. And she's like, she's like, no, you're right. Okay. I'm feeling a little better about this. now. <laughs> wow. Wow. Like, so, oh my God. Oh my gosh. I did not just COVID hitting, but the lawsuit happening, like all, everything had to happen the way it had to happen. I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay. So what did your profit end up being? So I, right now I'm showing my profit is about 42,150, 42,150 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's including all the additional, um, finance charges and Yep. And my mileage, like I, I, because of all the going to check on the property, the property's not close to me. It's a hundred round trip is 115 miles. Oh, wow. Okay. So I drove close to 7,500 miles on this project. Oh, oh my <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, even when I couldn't work on it about once every other week, I drove out there. Cause I'm like, I still gotta, I mean, people could be breaking the windows and Brett busting in. Right. But luckily I had the, the, the person who lived next door to me, I let him park his trailer in my side yard and in exchange, he mowed my yard the whole entire time. Oh, wow. But it also made it look like somebody lived there. And honestly, if I had to pay to have Lance, like have my lawn mowed the whole year too. Right. <laughs> I mean, so that's, you know. Wow. I mean, oh my, no, I don't know. I don't know. You tell me, do you trade knowing what you went through? Knowing the emotions of what you went through, do you do it again for that profit or do you make a much smaller profit and not go through the legal stuff? Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, that's, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know my true answer to that because I'm a much grayer now than I was a year ago, but <laughs> But I mean, I, I did, I learned, I learned so much. I mean, I, I don't wish this on anyone who fixes flips houses because it was horrible. Yeah. I cried more than I want to admit. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I doubted myself multiple times. Yes. And, but I learned so much. Yes. I mean, I could, you know, I don't know. Yeah. You could, I probably could have went flipping houses for years and been okay. Right. But the fact of all the stuff that I learned on this, I, it, it was though painful, a very valuable flip. I learned yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Whether I wanted to or not. 
I know. I know. I I say the exact same thing about the the title issue that I went through. I say the exact same thing. And it's for me, and you just touched on it, for me, the worst part of it all, yes, it was emotionally draining and just very stressful. Um mine was almost uh 2 years. Um but the worst part for me was the confidence hit even though i had nothing to do with everything that happened it was coming out of that thinking i did something wrong what did i do wrong how do i not do that wrong again what else wrong can happen like no it's tr- yeah. so yeah yeah, no, and that's a thing. Like, you now I know next time, and I may never need it again. I'm paying that extra on the title claim, on the title insurance, that I'm going to get reimbursed if it happens again, you know, for my time on there. Right. Um, I realized that friends are better friends if sometimes you don't have to work with them. <laughs> so, you know, I, you know, because, yeah, they nickel and dime you over everything, and then they don't show up when you really need them. And so, you know, but that's not their job either. You know, you, you know, so they have their own lives. And so that's fine. But, and I did a lot more on this project than I probably will do on future projects. Like I, I'll probably still be my own GC just because it's, I can schedule people, you know, that's fine. I can do that from wherever I don't necessarily have to, or if I can get someone, I guess it all depends on what works for the numbers on the house, but sure. And and there's a lot of stuff I want to do on this house that didn't get done just because, as I said, after, you know, a year and a half of holding this property, actually almost close to two years, really, I'm like, I, it was just time. It was time to just bite the bullet, list it and be done. And so that's what I did. Yeah. Amen to that. When did you finally close on the sale? Uh, July 24. July 20th, I believe it was. Okay. Of this year. <laughs> so yeah, how much July, August, September, October, about three months shy of two years. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but still the most inspiring part to me is that it knocked you down so freaking so many times. And you're like, your mindset about it, your attitude about it is it's just it's so awesome because you still want to do it. I do. Yeah. And I mean, it couldn't have gone any, like it just went so poorly and you're like, all right, like you get that. It doesn't mean anything about you. I think that's the hard part, right? When somebody has a really hard flip, just like my, one of my really hard flips, I'm, I was like, oh, it's, it must be about me. No, sometimes just terrible things happen to good people. No, it's true. There's a lot of times like you you sit there and say, like, after a while, you're like, what am I doing? What did I do to the world that they're like just heaping on me? I don't understand. You know, I I think of myself as a fairly good person. Right. (laughs) I just don't understand. Right. And it was and like, you know, I'll admit I lost a lot of fluid out of my body, out of my eyes because yes, (laughs) it was like. I, yeah, every time you turn around, like I thought I was doing fine. And then there's a cat that destroyed all the duct work or, you know, I got a free vanity from a friend. I'm thinking, oh, that's money I don't have to spend. And then the pipes are all clogged. And I, I'm like, 
And, you know, but then I, there's other things like I look at that I'm very proud of myself. Like I found that I actually like making things and I made that vanity for the master bath because it was such odd proportions. Like the room itself was massive, but they put everything so close, like the plumbing for the toilet and the plumbing for sink that you just had no room. And so I'm like, you know, so, you know, I learned a lot of things that I actually did enjoy. And I learned a lot of things that I realized that though I enjoy that doing that on my own house, I will enjoy it more supervising it on the next one. (laughs) Yeah. What's your favorite part of the flip? Is it just kind of everything or is there one specific thing? No, I mean, I think just seeing the, I think I posted before and after pictures on the site, but just seeing the changes that you made and knowing that, yeah. I did that, you know, like I didn't physically install the cabinets in the kitchen and the countertop, but I made the choices and I picked how it was going to go. And, um, and the same thing, like with the vanity and stuff, like I had no idea how that was going to turn out. I just knew that I couldn't find anything at Lowe's or Home Depot or wherever that was going to fit the dimensions I need. And, and I'm like, wow, that came out really great. And I did that, you know, I, I mean, I physically did that. <laughs> so, um, So, yeah, there's a lot of different things that I really did enjoy about it that I learned. Yeah, that I learned that I didn't know about myself. Yes, exactly. Um, Like I knowing if I knew ahead of time that I was going to have to go through this and had to choose yes or no, I probably would have chose no back then because I'm like, I wouldn't I wouldn't survive. Yep. But now I know that, yes, it sucks and it's emotionally. Yeah. I've, it's probably almost more painful than my divorce. <laughs> I, I, I can make it. You're stronger than you think you are. You've got it inside you. It just, it just needs to be brought out, but yes. you've got it. You, it's in you. That is the most important message. I think anybody can hear it's in line with what I often say is that the most important thing like the thing that will hold somebody back the most is if they don't trust themselves, that if they don't trust that whatever comes up, they'll be okay. It might be awful. It might suck so much and it might physically, emotionally, financially be completely draining, but you'll be okay. No, it's true. You, you, you find strength that you probably never knew you had until you, it's, you're faced with that. And, and, and does this make me a little gun shy? Well, yeah, I mean, it's always going to be in the back of my mind, but then I'm like, but if you don't jump, that's the same thing with this one. That's one of the reasons, like when it came into my lap, I'm like, am I scared to do it now? Yes. But if I don't do it now, when? So it's like, if, if it's something you want to do, you just got to go ahead and do it. Exactly. You can think about it. You can plan for it. You can strategize, you can do pros and cons, but at some point you just have to do it. You don't know what the future is going to hold. You don't know. It's you just, you just have to do it. Yeah. You're totally right. Utilize all the ways we can to protect ourselves and yeah. And, and, and jump it, but yeah, it's scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you did it anyway. And all of this terrible stuff happened and you're going to do it anyway. Again, I am. I am. It's incredibly inspiring. I appreciate it. I hope other people can, like I said, if that's what the push they need to make the jump, like I said, it's, it was a rocky jump. I mean, in the long run, you know, COVID and the hold of having to hold for a year, 
you just don't know. And that's part of the thing. If you're, you're always going to, if you want, if you're waiting for that perfect situation, it doesn't exist (laughs) as much as you'd like it to. There's always a catch. (laughs) Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. (laughs) Yes. A hundred percent. Yes. That's the, I mean, I think that's such a great way to wrap up the conversation because I mean, yeah, you couldn't say anything more. That's so, because that is something we hear often. Oh, the timing. I want to time it. Oh, it's not the right time. Oh no. It's never the right time. You just have to do it. (laughs) It's true. And that's why I wasted two years. Like I was just waiting for the planets to line and that's never going to happen. You yep. just, if you, if it's something you want bad enough, you just, you just have to do it. And so that's the point that I got to, and everybody has a different trigger and I'm not entirely sh- Well, I do know my trigger for, in 2017 to start down this road. I don't know exactly what my trigger was to jump on this house, but whatever that trigger is, if, if it happens, you just have to go with it. Yeah. There's a reason. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Follow it. Follow it. Don't talk yourself out of it. It's too easy to talk yourself out of it. It is. And don't give yourself the time. I mean, you can always second guess yourself, but if your initial instinct is that this is, this is it. Yeah. It it is. It is it. Whether it's a good or a bad, it's it. And that's what it's time. Yes. That's it. I mean, the initial, the initial reaction is the gut, right? And then our brain gets involved. And once our brain gets involved, then we start talking our gut out of everything and second guessing ourselves and questioning. And I don't think so. And yeah, trust that initial, that initial nudge, that initial vibe. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, Cindy. I, oh, I know you couldn't wait to sell that house. I was just, oh, I knew, cause I knew what you were, I knew the pain. <laughs> um, And I just was like, God, get her out of this. Just get her out of this. And so I'm so glad you're finally out of this. And I'm so glad it didn't break you in in such a way that you're not going to do it again. I'm glad that it's just, you're like, we're going to go again. We're going to do it. Yep. No. And yeah, that's all you, that's, yeah, you you can't like the same thing. You know, you teach, that's how you teach your kids when they're learning to walk. Yeah. You're going to fall down, but you just got to get up and do it again. And eventually it becomes habit and right. you'll be good at it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you for sharing your story with us. I'm so glad that we, we finally got to share it. <laughs> no, I am too. And thank you so much for asking and that I can share it with everybody else. And I hope they all get something out of it. Cause I, I got, I get lots out of everybody else's. So I appreciate it. Oh, for sure. For sure. There's tons of, there's tons. And because that's the thing, right? It's not always going to go perfectly. It's not right. It's not always going to go perfectly. And so what? Yep. Nope. It's true. You survived it. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad you're here. So glad you're part of the tribe. And thanks again. I appreciate you. Thank you, Debbie. Thank you so much for everything you give to. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. All right, Cindy, I'll see you in the group. Yes. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Oh, Cindy, I am so glad to have finally been able to share your story and celebrate with you that you survived this not ideal first flip. Well, I mean, in some ways it wasn't, and in other ways it was. Your profit was huge. But man, having to 
handle all the things that came your way and all the challenges, getting knocked down multiple times, and you survived. Man, you are just, you're awesome. Thank you for sharing your story with us. There were so many pieces of wisdom Cindy shared, and I hope that you're taking some of those away with you. For example, there is no such thing as the right timing. The right timing is when you will commit to go and doing the thing, period. There's no right market. There's no right season. There's no right anything except for you and when you are going to show up. Also, trusting yourself. I'm going to say it probably in every single episode. You notice I'm not the only one saying it. The guests are saying it too, because it's a huge part of it. You've got to trust yourself. You absolutely can do this. If you've been sitting on the sideline, waiting years or decades, and you don't want to go this alone, and you want to have systems and processes and steps to follow, and you want to have an amazing community of women supporting you every single day and coaching you and guiding you, that's exactly what we do. And that's why our program is so successful. We support you. We don't just teach you the steps. We walk with you as you implement. All right. If you want to see if we're a fit to work together, Schedule a quick call with us. Go to herfirstflip.com, schedule a quick intro call, and see if we're fit. But show up for yourself, all right? You got this. Go chase your dreams. All right, go out there, flip houses like a girl, leave people and places better than you find them, and make it a great day. Bye, y'all.